You're listening to the System Sammy podcast, episode number 239. Today, we're going to be talking about how to make yourself replaceable using Notion. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, y'all. So stoked to bring this guest on here today with you guys because we just spent, I don't even know, like 15 minutes nerding out offline. And so, you know, this conversation is going to be amazing because of that. And she's a super smart cookie. She has an amazing book that I recommend to people all the time. And so I'm so honored and excited and grateful that she is coming on the show. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Miss Jenny Blake. Jenny, how are you doing today? Thank you, Jordan. I am doing so well. Meeting you is a real story of serendipity because over the summer I was Googling, not Googling, in my podcast app, looking up systems, thinking who on earth geeks out about systems like I do. And (laughs) boom, there you were. Systems saves me. So vibrant, just beautiful in your dress on your podcast cover art. And I signed (laughs) up. I followed the breadcrumb trail all the way to your free stuff and then the summit. And I'm just so blown away by you. And it's amazing that you already had heard about Pivot the book and recommend it. Thank you so much. But it's just really fun that we're here now live recording. So thanks for having me. I know it's so perfect. So go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about you and your business. I am an author, podcast host, and solopreneur. I would say I run a heart-based small business. I've been in business almost 10 years doing a mix of coaching, training, and large-scale now pivot programs for organizations. And I also have a small private community for solopreneurs who are heart-based business owners called Momentum. It's kind of across the board and it's an evolution. I've kind of gone from, as you talk about a lot, Jordan, being a service provider, almost freelancer, and then really over the years shifting toward CEO, like toward somebody who's running a scalable business where I am not the bottleneck. I love that. And what we're talking about today has to do with being the bottleneck. I mean, I actually was just talking, damning with so many people about changing my website and having to be something that's super straightforward for my team who it's interesting. A lot of them are not as tech savvy as me because I've been filling that spot on in every department and I need to be out of that as much as I enjoy it. I am 110% the bottleneck. And at this point it's so obvious. And so, you know, I need to make myself replaceable. And so what we are talking about specifically today is how to actually make yourself replaceable using notion specifically, which I'm nerding out on for my team hiring and onboarding, but you can use it for a lot of things and we'll get into what notion is first i would love to kind of dive into what your business was like before you started to actually look at how you can not only replace you know or make your your team members replaceable in the sense of pulling out those processes and what's in their head but also you know what it was like to think of yourself as replaceable a lot of us think I can't replace myself, my business. Right. I'm the queen bee. Yes. I'm the golden goose. I'm irreplaceable. Right. Everybody loves me. So I'm really excited to hear how, what it looks like before for you when you didn't have all this in place. 
Yeah. Well, there's so much good stuff in what you just said. And it's fun. Like if you like tech and you like new technology, then tinkering is really fun. And also if you're detail oriented and or a perfectionist in any way or overcoming perfectionism, it's hard not to be involved in everything in the business, especially if you run a heart-based business that's often starts by providing services to clients. You think I am irreplaceable because this business is built on my brain basically and on my back. And that just leads to burnout. So I first started my online platform in 2005. Quickly after I got a job at Google, I was at Google for five and a half years while building my blog and then a book on the side. And that first blog and book was called Life After College. It was not until I left Google in 2011 and it was about a year and a half after that. So I just rode the adrenaline of leaving this big job and I was doing coaching at that time. I went through CTI in 2008 and I was coaching was my main source of income and my most steady source of income. Even in 2011, I knew and I launched a course and I launched the community and I knew that I one-on-one coaching was not going to be the answer, but it wasn't until the following year that I just needed a break. I was burnt out. I was not feeling creative. I did not want to talk about life after college for the next 10 years, but I didn't know what was next. And this time I didn't have a paycheck funding that question. So I got, I felt a lot of despair actually, because when I needed to take a creative break, let alone one for more serious health concerns, everything ground to a halt. Like talk about being the bottleneck. The bottleneck is that if you step out of the business for a day, a week, a month, nothing can happen while you're out. And I realized that the service-based model that I had, that was the case. And that was scary to me because I couldn't look ahead to the rest of my career as a business owner and say that, oh, every time I need a break or if something bad happens to me health-wise, my income's just going to stop. This is not okay. I can't live like that. So that's when I really started this transition and I kind of run my business. There's an agile development saying or mantra, each time you repeat a task, take one step toward automating it. So now I have a team of two to three part-timers at any given time. I myself am part-time. I strive to work 20 hours a week, 30 max, and that's through smart systems and being efficient. But I tell my team members, like our goal is to every day make ourselves replaceable through systems, even me through systems and documentation so that if I step out, which has happened, I mean, we're in 2020, like the snow globe shakeup of the world is affecting all of us. And there have been times where I really need to retreat from the business. And sometimes I have the wherewithal to give my team a heads up. And sometimes I don't. So the question is, can things keep moving? Can even, I do this at some points better than others, but can even new clients be onboarded? Can revenue grow while you're gone? And I think that's a really compelling challenge. And then the flip side of it, which I know for you, Jordan, is about pina coladas. But I often tell my team to give a sort of positive frame on this is if you got whisked off to Fiji for a month tomorrow, could all of us easily step in and take over without you having to do extra work in order to take that glorious vacation where you're sipping pina coladas on the beach? Oh, yeah. We have a team member, Alice, who she's been on this wait list for this hike um, of Big Sur and a wait list spot opened up. And she's our content manager. So like she handles our Instagram content going out on time. She handles our podcast stuff going out on time, all of that. And, you know, she's like, I have to leave tomorrow, like, and I'm going. And instead of me being like, oh my gosh, like, you know, freaking out and being like, you can't go or, you know, what are we supposed to do? It's like, we're so ahead (laughs) on scheduling. Like we're six months ahead of video content. We're about three months ahead on podcasts. So for her to be able to take that opportunity, I can just be like, awesome, great. 
see you on uh, Wednesday when you're back, like be safe, you know? And I think that there's such beauty in that, even as somebody who has team members, like I want them to be able to go and have those opportunities be something that they can take on as well. So, you know, everyone has their differences of pina colada moments, but I definitely want to encourage you that it doesn't have to be just you. It can also be you and your team as well. So, all right, walk us through the steps that you started to take with replacing yourself. This is super fascinating to me because my brain can't compute this at this current moment in time. And so, you know, also let us know about Notion and what the tool is and what it can be used for. So let's get into it. Sure. Well, it starts with being strategic, you know, a book, a podcast, I call that public original thinking essays you're publishing on Medium or Instagram. For me, when Pivot was coming out, the book Pivot in 2016, I already at the same time in complete parallel to writing that book, I was thinking, what are the scalable business elements that I'm going to build into this? Where if I was on Oprah, that's one of our questions in the business. Like if I were on Oprah tomorrow, Super Soul Sunday, or if I were on Tim Ferriss's podcast, I admire them both greatly. Would we even be ready to handle the influx of interest that could follow something like that in the best of all cases? And so thinking like that already from the time I was even writing the book, you can't ever know what's going to work for sure. But it had me come up with programs like having a small cadre of pivot coaches so that I wasn't even, which as of 2020, I'm not taking on any new one-on-one clients anymore. I have pivot coaches who we refer that out to. Licensing pivot programs. I can't, especially in 2020, get on a plane and run around teaching pivot to every organization and every team that wants it. So pivot licensing allows companies and that comes with train the trainer. And these are really high dollar, like the dollar to time ratio is quite small, actually, once you're licensing IP and that allows companies to replace me. So Google, for example, my alma mater, my corporate alma mater, they have chosen pivot as their global career development framework. And anyone at Google can teach anyone else at Google the pivot method. So that's a really cool example of scalable streams of income that kind of go beyond what we often hear about in the online marketing world of just doing, you know, doing things like online courses, which are great. I friggin' love your business model, Jordan, of doing VIP days or intensives and kind of streamlining to just reimagine things beyond the bounds of our time. And, and then my community momentum for small business owners, you know, that's really where my heart is. It's like geeking out behind the scenes, which we're doing on this podcast. So it meant that anytime someone listens to the pivot podcast or they get a copy of the book, there's a place that they can go that is not connected to my calendar. Of course, with momentum, I'm doing calls every other week and I give a lot to that community, but it's not what happened to me with my first book was if they couldn't book the time on my calendar, I was not getting the income whether it was a large company for a keynote or a one-on-one client. So that was step one, just reimagining the streams of income. And sometimes it takes some trial and error. There's a lot to be said for focusing in your business and only having one thing. Like I love, you know, my friend Jordan, his one thing is his podcast. And I think that's amazing. You can have incredible focus. Maybe your one thing is VIP days or intensives. I think that's beautiful. Mine is a little more complicated because I keep experimenting and, and I have different things that have worked at different times. So the back end that powers all of this and that helps us be efficient, because you know, we hear about countries that have brain drain, this concept of what you don't want is if someone leaves your organization, even your tiny small business, that they leave and all their solutions leave with them or all of their expertise. So when I delegate to my team members, I say, if these instructions or these revisions on something they've shown to me are not already documented in our manager manual, please go update that. 
So they know that now it's automatic. I don't even say it. Anytime we are doing anything, there's a process, the process gets updated. And if I give feedback on that process, that also ideally is getting incorporated, whether it's, I call it the manager manual is just how we do everything in the business. There might be a style guide of, oh, actually this is way too many emojis for a subject line. But if I'm telling it to one team member, we should just document that so that if that team member leaves and someone new comes, it's captured. I don't have to keep saying it over and over. And then I also, this happened kind of in 2019, just by, I was onboarding a new team member for the first time in a really long time. I created operating principles. And there's an episode of the Pivot Podcast where I give a preview of these. I don't share all of them, but I kind of zoom through them. And the operating principles are things like, I follow Toja Silver's outrageous openness. Each time you repeat a task, that phrase I said, take one step toward automating it. So the operating principles are how I think about the business. You know, the customer is always right. Like in my business, I actually make a point to say in our internal documents behind the scenes, I want to delight our customers. And if they think something's wrong, let's make it right. I don't care who's right or wrong. Give the refund and let's keep moving. Like, you know, and I think it's important to say things like that because not everyone's going to have the same policies and it helps my team members actually feel safe to go kind of above and beyond what they might do based on their own processes. And it kind of teaches them how I do heart-based business. So that's kind of the high level. And then we can get into Notion, which is like this incredible new software. I heard about it. It's episode 285 of the What Works podcast. Tara McMullen interviewed Marie Poulon about her transition to Notion. And that inspired me. I then took Marie's Notion Mastery course. I'll bottom line it. Notion replaces Evernote, Google Docs, Google Sheets, Airtable. It is all in one place. It's all linkable and interlinkable. It even is replacing Asana for us now. So every system that we had in my business is now being consolidated into Notion. So the manager manual lives there now. Our podcast production calendar, worksheets I give for free courses that I'm running. Like I just ran Heart of Podcasting. It's all in Notion now and it's blown my mind. There is a learning curve, but it is so worth it. Have you been dying to create a VIP day or virtual intensive offering? but are stuck in overthinking everything. You love what you do and how you support your clients, but lately it's become, well, too much. You may even be hitting your monthly revenue goals, but you're left completely exhausted. Yeah, been there, bought the t-shirt and the mug. Good news, I've built my virtual VIP day bootcamp that walks you through the nine steps to create and selling a one-day virtual intensive. Grab the podcast-only pricing of $37 for this two-hour training plus tons of bonuses to build and sell your own one-day virtual intensive. Since 2016, I've completely replaced monthly retainers with one-day virtual intensives and VIP weekends. So join me and stop dealing with the late-night slack pings, lacking control over your own calendar, chasing invoices, explaining scope creep again, you kept my drift. Head on over to systemsammy.com slash pod bootcamp. That's P-O-D-B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P and grab the goods. All right, back to the episode. Yeah, before we get into the nitty gritty details and whatnot, I think, you know, when it comes to, you know, things that are IP related, and I'm glad that you brought this up, is people are saying like, no one can teach it like I can. And what has been able to be something that I've experienced is, you know, I had a coach in my program and she learned everything I know. She digested, we walked through it, we did exercises for her to go through 
all of that. And she was literally able to become a mini me in, you know, some like not a non creepy way. And so it was so cool to see her be like literally being me. Like she was giving the same exact expertise, the same direction, the same assessments of our students' intensives and VIP days. I was like, wow, like I really am not needed anymore. And that can be a bit of a a mindset kerfluffle in one side of like, you know, what, not even what is my purpose in here, but it can kind of be like, wow, you know, we all have this complex of I'm special, I'm unique, and and we are. And at the same time, you know, we're only one person. And for us to, I see it as as stroking the ego a bit, which I fully admit I enjoy and indulge in. At the same time, you know, I'm only one person. And if I think that I need to be attached to all these things, then I'm actually limiting the growth of my business, like straight up. And I think a lot of us want to be able to say that it's me, I'm doing all this and I get all the credit and I get all the glory and I get all this. And like, you're not helping as many people as you possibly could. And that's 100% on you. So talk to me a little bit about if you had struggled mindset wise on the replacing of you when it came to IP, intellectual property, and what you did to kind of overcome that hurdle. I'm laughing because do we ever, you know, I can relate to what you're saying too. And For real. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like there is still part of me. I think it's one of these paradoxes of doing business, especially if your heart is really in it. You're not just selling some random thing because it's good for good SEO. Like you found some SEO pocket for something you can sell. It's this paradox because you're special, Jordan. Like you're special. Your mind is special. How you think blows my mind. And I love systems. And I still learn so much from you, from everything you do, even how you're interviewing me for this podcast, like your systems. It's just so cool. And that is unique. It is special to you. And you have created some process because we're talking about systems. You've created a method. And I love how clear you are about your method and your process. And unbeknownst to me, when I created the book is called Pivot, but it essentially the structure of it is the pivot method, which is a mindset and a four stage process. I had no idea how much people want a method for things. They're like, give me the three steps, <laughs> you know, give me the four stages and companies have really taken to it. There is something and you teach this too. There is something about capturing a process and a method that soothes people's minds. Like it's so comforting. And what that allows you to do is yes, you can teach someone your process and teach them how to teach others that process. And they're also going to bring their own special sauce. Like when I do train the trainer, there's one client that's based primarily the ones I've done are in Paris and hearing them practice teaching pivot in French was so cool. I'm like, I would never, even how the people, it's just like so beautiful, you know, and it's like they add. So whoever you're teaching on your team is adding something special. And I think what the, you know, to comfort people who are afraid to like loosen their grip on them being the only one, it allows you then to charge a premium. So you, Jordan, or me, Jenny, it means, hey, here you can work with my team. And in special cases, you can work with me and it's going to cost more because what I had to realize that took me a long time, a lot longer than it should have is someone Whatever you're charging a client, it needs to be times three of whatever you think your rates need to be, especially if you're the business owner, because you're paying taxes and you're paying with your time and your focus and your energy. So not only are you charging for the hour that you're spending on the phone or the day you're spending in an intensive, you need to pay taxes on that income and you need to pay for your team and you need to pay for your mental, the opportunity cost of whatever you were not working on, on the business for that day 
that you're working in the business. As Michael Gerber says, you myth revisited, got to read it. So that is a high cost. Like by nature, you, the business owner, it needs to be a bigger investment for someone to hire you. But that doesn't mean you want a bottleneck again, to go back to bottlenecking where, oh, no one else can work with your company ever because you have such a limited precious time. And I think if you can just release the perfectionism of how these things get implemented, it might be surprising. And look, maybe someone's not going to be a hundred percent you Jordan or hundred percent me Jenny, but 80% might be perfect for the investment level and the client. And it's all good. Like no one's saying that a hundred percent is even required all the time. Although of course, that's the goal. Totally. And yes, if you haven't read Emeth, we will link that up. Totally cuddle up. You'll be able to read through it and have lots of notes and annotations. It's so, so good. I joke that it, <laughs> I joke that that book took me eight years to read because I started it when I first started my business, 2011. And I was so bored. I couldn't finish it. Wow. And then last year I was like, oh my God, ah, oh, this is so smart. <laughs> I think I had just had enough problems that it became the most compelling best business book ever, but it took me eight years <laughs> from start to finish. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that a lot of my folks, all of y'all systems people are going to love it. All y'all who are trying to be systems people or just get some of the systems goodness, you might take a good eight years like Jenny did. So I get it. And so with that, you know, again, once you kind of get over the mindset hurdles and say, okay, let's think about how this can actually happen. Talk to me about Notion and talk to me about the nitty grittiness of this manager manual that you've created and how that all operates. Sure. Well, I got really curious about Notion after that podcast I mentioned earlier, but I had been intimidated by Notion and I love new tools and new technology. When I first looked at it, I just had no clue what it was capable of. So I remember thinking, ah, I'm 10 years into Evernote. Why should I switch? And it wasn't until I really saw what Marie was doing. She has a YouTube channel for Notion office hours, seeing podcast production processes, editorial calendar, manager manual. My mind was blown. So I asked my team, I said, would you kill me? Because we had even started using Airtable. We had Asana on block. We had Google Drive, Google, everything. Text expander, Zapier, like we're in everything. And they're like, oh, we're excited. And one of my team members, because everyone kind of has their own business on their own. Like, yeah, I'm already thinking of moving my own business to this. So they kind of gave me the confidence that they wouldn't kill me. <laughs> and I spent this probably a week procrastinating, procrastinationing, as Marie would say, just moving things over and seeing, is this, can this work? And what is so mind blowing is that spreadsheets, links, everything's embeddable within the pages are so dynamic that there's never a need to click out into a web browser, out into Google drive, out into a note. So it really helped us consolidate when we're talking about processes. Now we used to assign a task in Asana. And then in the task description, you go click on the spreadsheet that has the information you need about member tracking or whatever it is. And now in notion, it's all there. So everything's so much faster. There's just nothing. We're not waiting for pages to load. The manager manual can be built. It's almost like a company intranet. If any of you have ever worked in corporate, you've probably heard of this. It's like your own mini website for your organization where everything's hyperlinked, searchable, archivable, taggable. You can tag team members. You can add comments. You can tag other pages. You can link to a specific paragraph on a specific page in Notion. And just think about how powerful this makes it for something like a manager manual where you want to document how everything gets done in your business, imagining that someone could leave tomorrow or someone new could join tomorrow. And is it all there? Is it clear? Is it documented? So that's the how and the why of us moving to Notion was 
there is some heavy lifting on the front end of just importing, adjusting, learning, but the efficiency that I feel we've gained and especially the power of searching our entire company knowledge base. Again, think of all the data you have in spreadsheets and, or Airtables or Google Docs for your business. It's like, it's all in one place. So it's all searchable and taggable. And even where we have a task tracking, task, task tracking isn't as ideal as Asana, but we've chosen to go with Notion anyway. For example, you can't do recurring tasks yet, but the ability to connect to and communicate to everything else that's happening in the business is kind of outweighs that for us. And then you can also have your own personal dashboard. What you're working on this week, Tara McMillan has a really cool one called, I think it's called the Leadership Dashboard. And we can put these in the show notes, but it's nice because even on your own personal notion, it's not that everyone else has to see what you're doing, but you could still link to things within your work notion and vice versa. Oh yeah. I definitely have both Marie and Tara's notion options that Jenny talked about. So we'll definitely have both in the show notes for y'all to go and check out. And yeah, I think that there are benefits and recurring tasks is something that like is extremely vital in my like business. So that's like the one thing holding me on to click up at this point is the fact that we don't have to like, it's just, you wake up and you know exactly what you have to do and click up does that heavy lifting for us. And so, you know, the day will probably come where we move over to notion and, you know, we already have our team onboarding and hiring over there and that's been really nice and really easy and really straightforward. So yeah, I think that there's so many benefits to having that, that platform that just is able to be within itself and not having 17 different things because systems people, we can go into all the weeds all the time. So I love that you touch on that. I should add too, that for a manager manual specifically, when ours was in a Google doc, it was 50 plus pages long. Oh my gosh. And of course we had a table of contents, but I mean, it's everything about everything. So 50 pages gets long. It takes a while to load. It's unwieldy. Yeah. The table of contents works, but it's annoying. And in Notion, we have every page kind of other pages within it. So if you imagine there's a page called manager manual, you click it, you see a directory of all these other pages, and it's just very easy to click over to what you need and click back. And it's so much more dynamic and the pages are so much cleaner because you're not scrolling infinite scroll through this 50 page document. So that's why I think it's a particularly good place to start, even if you haven't moved everything over in your business. And it sounds like that's kind of what you did too. Yep, exactly. So I'm playing around with the team onboarding stuff, hiring, all of that, our handbook. Um, we did actually use it for our run of show document for our live event that we just did, the Done in a Day interview series 2.0, which was really great. So I've been playing around, I've been dabbling, which is really fun. What are some of your favorite like little hacks been able to use Notion for? You mentioned a few of them, but we're, we're all about hacks, so we can't get enough. <laughs> oh my gosh. Notion hacks. This is next level now. Well, you mentioned run of show. We just did in momentum, um, our first ever member led summit where members got to suggest their own kind of mini Ted talk. And it was, it ended up a two day summit. We planned the whole thing in notion. It was so easy. We just made the page editable. Everyone just put in their session title, the description, the show notes, like the summit created itself because of how easy it was to collaborate. We'll share this in the show notes. It's normally part of a paid course, but I created my first handout for an online course. I did a, a masterclass called Heart of Podcasting and the handout I did in Notion for the first time. And I think the handout is its own complete value add. Like this is not a hack so much as just with so much content embeddable in one 
scrolling page. It's like, I don't know. It's just really powerful. There are lots of notion shortcuts that I think is helpful. It's worth taking the time to learn just so that as you start navigating a notion, and then there are like small things, you know, I like at the top of every long page, I put a table of contents, but in Notion, you can put it in something called a toggle. So and I think I learned this from Marie. I mean, I learned so much from her, but a toggle means it's not just showing on the page. For example, in Google Docs, if you have a long table of contents, you got to see it. It's just there. You can't do anything with it. The toggle is that little triangle that just says table of contents. And then only when you click it, the content in that toggle unfolds. So things like that can clean up a page so much to just give you the crucial information. I even use, I pandemic purchased a Peloton this year. I even have a Notion page and database within the page. So AKA a spreadsheet on my Peloton PRs and I'm tracking, I know it's really geeky, but I'm tracking like 10 minute, 20 minute, 30 minute, 45 minute, an hour long classes and Peloton doesn't have this, but I want to see when was my last PR. I also have the whoop. So I'm tracking my recovery and my strain. And I just put in these data points and I get to see like, oh, I am getting in shape. I, my fitness is improving. Like, and I'm seeing it, I'm tracking it across, you know, I have my, what I'm paying my team every month. It's variable. So I keep for my own, it's not shared, but I keep a notion page for, I use Gusto for payroll processing and paying contractors. And it's like, I make little notes if I need to reimburse them. Of course, they can do the same for you, but it's just, you know how it is, Jordan, like with systems, everything needs to have a home and that home should be outside your head because our brains aren't melt. David Allen, getting things done. He was the person to teach me. It's like our brains are not meant to remember or keep this level of data. And so those are a few of the ways that I'm using Notion. I have, I do even email tracking where I note my start time and my stop time and Notion, you can have these templates for certain tasks. So I just note like any follow-up action items from that email sprint that I'm doing, it automatically calculates my time per minute on emails because email is a challenge to myself because I'm not very good at it. I like it's always overwhelming to me. So my weekly newsletter, I haven't sent it in a couple months, but tracking what I want to write in each one, I just create an instance in the database per for each week. And then I like capture links of what I'm reading, watching, listening to for pivot list. Those are just some applications. Oh my gosh. So just a few, a sprinkle. So as you guys can see, there's like so many applications for this and we're not going to apologize for the rabbit hole you're about to go in, but included in that rabbit hole should be um, coming to Jenny's freebie for all of y'all, which is at pivotmethod.com slash founder time. And Jenny, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what they can expect? Yes. I feel like I need to recreate that course in Notion because that was pre-Notion enlightenment. Maybe I'll have to do a V2 or some kind of bonus. That's actually just gave me an idea, Jordan. But Free Up Founder Time is a 15, 16 lesson mini course. It's an audio course. You can listen to the entire thing on how to do what we're talking about today. Free up your time to work on the business and not just in it. And so it's all the tips and strategies and philosophy that I have of how to, one of my driving questions for my business is how can I earn twice as much in half the time with ease and joy while serving the highest good? So that's what Free Up Founder Time will help you do. Yes, I love that. And where else can people connect with you? Obviously sharing your podcast and social media website, wherever. Yeah, I did an episode on how I run my business without social media. So you have really, the only and best place 
is search for Pivot with Jenny Blake, wherever you listen to podcasts like this one. And I'm launching a new show soon that's uber related to this conversation. I'm really excited about it. I don't know when, but if you follow Pivot with Jenny Blake, you'll, you'll get the inside of when that launches. And then if you want to sign up for Pivot List and get a curated roundup of cool stuff I'm finding around the web, that's at pivotmethod.com slash pivotlist. Nice. Easy enough. So thank you so much, Jenny. Y'all are going to love her. Again, I've been obsessing with her since her book came out, which was a while ago. And so I'm just so excited for you guys to be connected with her and learn all the goodness like I have. So thank you so much, Jenny, again, for being on the podcast. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you for everybody who's still here listening. We haven't scared you off all our notion, <laughs> notion rabbit holes. And Jordan, I feel the same way about you. I just love the way your mind works. I went down to Jordan podcast. I listened to a variety of interviews you had done on other shows, including yours. So thank you for doing the work that you do. And thank you for everyone who's here listening, who's in on the know of how awesome you are. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the System Saved Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.